Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Non-Dairy Presenting Podcast, hosted by me, Aurelia St. Clair, Melbourne-based writer, comedian, and dog mother. And this week, we're back with another episode with a special guest who you may be familiar with by now. It's my wife. She's going to join us for the Is It Non-Dairy Presenting part of the episode. And I'm so excited to chat to you about this theme for today Um, but I'll get started with just a little life update. As always I'm recording this in my living room. I have some incense burning. It's called spiritual healing because I feel like that's what's required and needed today and I've ordered these loop ear buds essentially that are supposed to help you concentrate by blocking some of the everyday noise around you and I've only briefly put them in but it's such an improvement (laughs) compared to just listening to everything around me and I usually just keep my airpods in my ears even when I'm not listening to music so I know that I'm really going to love using these and my productivity is about to go to 3000 Like I said in the last episode, I'm still writing my Melbourne Comedy Festival show, which is also coming to Sydney and Brisbane. Those tickets will go on sale in early February, late January. But if you're based in Melbourne and you want to support the podcast and me, come to the show. It's called Non-Dairy Presenting, just to be on brand. And tickets are on sale at comedyfestival.com.au. It wouldn't be an episode of the non-dairy presenting podcast without a tarot reading and the card that has come up for us today is the lovers the lovers is a beautiful card and one of my favorites it's the sixth card in the major arcana and it features two lovers depicted in the foreground a man and a woman but we know that love can be between any two people And it has a lot of subtext in this card because in the front left we have the man and the woman who I'm going to interpret as Adam and Eve because behind the woman is a tree that looks like an apple tree and it has a snake twirled around the tree. Behind the man is also uh, another tree that has like flame flowers. There's 12 of them which represent the 12 zodiac signs and then behind them is an angel and a sun and this card in this reading came up um, the right way around also to mention the sky is blue and there's a volcano in the background and this symbolizes divine love due to the uh, angel archangel Raphael and also emotional love and passion with the the flames in the tree and of course the eruption of the volcano showing us that this card is one that's all about you know being together being in love and being passionate and excited and this card is a really nice one to come up this week I feel starting the year off with some like strong cards you know we had the tower last week and then the lovers this week the people in the front of our card are 
completely naked, so they have nothing to hide. They're open and honest and looking upwards. Their hands are also open. And that's sort of an invitation and a call out to adopting that into your week this week. So maybe think of ways that you can be open, that you can be honest, and that you can show love to yourself and maybe your your partner or someone you're seeing. And also, if you're not, you can always apply anything I'm saying to a friendship you have or even someone in your family, you know, whether it be a sibling or a parent, someone who you want to be closer to and who you think would benefit from an open communication with you because this card is all about love showing love and the harmony and collaboration that can happen when you're both entering the relationship with the openness it deserves And the last thing I'll say about the lover's card is that you can always choose love and that goes in everything you you do for yourself but also for others. So something really cheesy I saw on TikTok the other day actually that stuck with me was something about paying your bills and then thinking about um, paying bills is obviously kind of a negative thing because you know you're paying rent, you're paying your bills that just seem to go up and up because of the cost of living crisis we're in but thinking about the things that they allow you to do so I'm obviously always upset when I see rent clearing my account but also it's nice to know that I can put this money towards something that really benefits me which is having a roof over my head and choosing love in this sense is about choosing to see the things in a way that they benefit you even though they initially might not for example um, my day job that I'm trying to quit and that I will quit at some point this year I'm trying to look at all the structure it's giving me the benefits I have in terms of getting paid and looking at the ways I can make it more bearable for myself by appreciating what's good about it and choosing to love the job for the positive things that it gives me rather than focusing on the negatives which is how much time it takes away from me because I'd love to have an extra 40 hours a week Um, and yeah also choosing love and unity and um, collaboration for the benefit of yourself because sometimes two eyes and two ears are really better than one and If you're looking for feedback on something, if you're a comedian listening to this and writing a show, for example, don't be afraid to ask others for feedback or to listen to what you're planning or scheming. I think we're often holding back sharing because we are afraid of sounding dumb. That's at least how I feel. But so often when I share my dumb idea with someone else, they add something else to it that makes it better or show me ways in which um, I can improve it or just reaffirm that it's not stupid and that I can do it and that's what love is all about in friendships and relationships and so on so like I 
hinted at the start of the episode, we do have a special guest on tonight. Welcome Thank to you. the studio. Can I be the special guest when I have been the only guest? I think yes. I think so. Extra special. Extra special. Hi. Welcome. The reason I invited you to join this episode of the podcast is because you're here. <laughs> You've been you. away in Sydney. I have, I have. It's been two very long weeks, very good weeks, but I'm happy to be back. Um, and I'm happy you're back because I want to talk to you about monogamy. <gasps> Can of worms. <laughs> absolutely yes it is and i think it's funny that the card i drew this week was the lovers and the theme for this week is is monogamy non-dairy presenting you drew the lovers of course that is so that's timely isn't it it is so um i looked up what monogamy even meant because i feel like no one's monogamous these days but us (laughs) (laughs) so true so like mono one what's gammy mean um yeah i didn't look that up but <laughs> gammy, gammy, polyamory. Oh, true. Amory, love. Amory means love. Poly mm. means multiple. Mm-hmm. Monogamy means being with one person at a time um, in any sort of context. And I looked up what polyamory meant. And yeah, it meant being with multiple people at a time, usually in a relationship and sexual context. Mm-hmm. And just today we did a photo shoot with a friend of the show, Bianca. Friend of the show, yes. And she um, introduced herself as Australia's number one divorcee, bisexual, um, sober, sober, not ethically non 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 monogamous. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a mouthful. Ethically non monogamous comedian. Mm Which is true. And um, she actually has a podcast you should check out called Sad and Sexy. I love that podcast. Um, with another friend of the show, Mary Ellen. Um, but yeah, non-monogamy is such a describer that people like Bianca will even have it, I think, in her Instagram bio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you feel like most of your friends who are non-dairy presenting are non-monogamous? I do. And I feel like um, even to the other end of that, that monogamy is kind of embarrassing to a degree to Mm. admit um and somewhat heterosexual inherently um which of course it does have its roots in marriage which is heterosexual but there is an element of being like yeah i'm monogamous and people are like well are you really queer do you know what i mean yeah because you have to be you have to be queer and non-monogamous and sucking and fucking Mm. yeah and of course that's totally something that i've internalized you know like that may or may not actually exist but i do think it's less cool yeah for want of a better phrase (laughs) to be monogamous and to want something like marriage um as well i was just saying to aurelia that i am in rehearsals with somebody who's one of the pioneering gay rights activists um in australia and she was speaking about how they never wanted marriage in the 70s and that's because it's such a, a heterosexual concept. And I found that really interesting because I feel like that's still true today. I think so too. I think it's a heterosexual concept as well because we get taught as little girls, for example, that your wedding is the biggest day of your life. Mm. And, you know, having a husband, I think up to maybe even the current generation, I don't know how people raise their kids these days, mm. but it's sort of like a thing, right? Mm. Um 
But why is it? I think so many people think that jealousy is such a, and it is a destructive thing when it's in the wrong hands. But that's kind of why, right? People are like, I can't do polyamory because I'd be jealous. Yes. And I think that's true of me, if I'm very honest. I 100%, I have no qualms admitting that I'm jealous. Yeah. But people view it as like, well, if you're jealous, you might not, you must not trust her or Mm. you must not. Um, you must not be so rooted in your own self-confidence. Yes. Um, but even though I'm jealous, I feel like there is truly no one better there for you. It's true. <laughs> Just for the record, that is absolutely true. Thank you. <laughs> and to be honest, I've always thought that in every single relationship I've been in, I was yeah. like, oh, this bitch, this bitch is never going to find someone better than me. I'm just going to block that last bit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. Like you... I don't think I've ever entered a relationship thinking, oh, they could do better. Yeah. But, but that doesn't mean that I'm not jealous. Yes. But then we have to sort of inter- interrogate some of the reasons why people are polyamorous. I, I think it's sometimes a bit misguided because people come out of one horrible relationship with one person and they're like, that was so awful. And like they cheated on me or they did this with me on or like, you know wronged me in these ways so you know what i'm gonna do now date everyone so that can't happen to me (laughs) (laughs) and 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 for me when i see some people like announce that they're like now polyamorous or even worse i think it's worse to say you're ethically non-monogamous than to just say that you're (laughs) polyamorous (laughs) no i love bianca but at this point like I don't know if there's really a difference mm. between being ethically non-monogamous and being polyamorous. Yeah, I'm actually not sure what that is, but yeah. But mm. it feels like the, the adding of ethical, you're saying that you are ethical, but that makes me question how ethical you are. Yeah. It's and like, don't take issue with my practices. I'm ethical. Exactly. Exactly. While polyamorous is just like, oh, we're like, I love multiple people. Yes. And it's like a little bit less pretentious. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And a shout out to all the polyamorous listeners. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. It was just like probably like 90% of your audience. But I don't know. I think I liked the idea of it for a while. Like back in the day when I was like, oh, maybe I'll just, instead of having a slut error, which is what I ended up doing, I was like, maybe I'll just have a slut error, but whilst I'm with somebody who loves and cares for me. And that's because I needed somebody to love and care for me and attention because I was in my early 20s. (laughs) But some people can really make it work um, as a long-term lifestyle. Yes, they can. But it feels like that's the minority. Yeah, totally. I don't know a successful polyamorous couple. I don't have one in my world. Yeah, I saw a meme that was, or maybe it was a TikTok, I'm not sure. Couple, trio, whatever. Yeah, where where someone said... um, something along the lines of like but i've never seen a successful monogamous relationship true that's so true but also there's people who've been married for you know a really long time mm. and i guess that is success mm. you know being together with the one person for i don't know your parents for example have been married for what, hundred thousand years. hundred thousand years <laughs> and you'd the say Cretaceous period that yeah. is a, <laughs> a successful monogamous long-term relationship yeah and it's not successful doesn't mean that the the like romance 
period where, that we're kind of in right now, which will probably last forever, by the way. But <laughs> like, word. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that that hasn't been carried through for 50 plus years, but they are successful in navigating all of the different people that they've been together. Um, and that's been several. Yeah. Especially in the case of my father, who is very eccentric. But um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The jury's out on that for me. I'm not sure. I feel like people see it they see it as non-dairy presenting because it's a new way of thinking right like like almond milk is a new way of thinking about milk absolutely so like we're thinking about relationships differently we're not only seeing a relationship between two people as you can only be with a man and man and woman Mm -hmm. you know that's like the heteronormative patriarchal it's a man and a woman it's only those two Mm. and it's them till the end of time Mm. which hasn't worked for a lot of people do you think that monogamy is a concept that can be applied to non-romantic relationships Mm, i feel like in friendships you can't only have one friend but then so many people get jealous when someone says this is my best friend and you think that you're their best friend and there's that thing where you're like, can you have multiple best friends? I feel like that's friendship monogamy at work. That's true. Do you think you can only have one best friend? Well, there's best. That's like inherently, the language says there can only be one, right? Okay. <laughs> I, I think best friend is a, a tier. Aha. Uh-huh. Not a person. Like in Scientology. Yeah. Like you're ranked. Yeah. I really your ranks her friends. <laughs> I mean if you if you're not ranking your friends, you're lying. As if No, you're right, you're right. I because think, I'm yeah. not I'm not equally friends with everyone. It's impossible. And it's like a food pyramid. I feel like it gets very narrow at the top there. Where yeah. you're like best is just describing a couple of people. Yeah, the best the best friend isn't even the friend that is a best friend yeah you know my best friend could be someone i talk to once a year yeah right like you know every few months i'm like how are you doing bitch so it doesn't exist in friendships is what we've decided because it's a tier which is multiple a tier it is for me Mm -hmm. yeah but i know everyone's different and i've had phases where i've only really been close friends with one person Mm. but i feel like that's toxic Mm. so toxic in friendship but fine in romance (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I like toxicity and and romance. That's why we're so good together. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I think toxicity, of course, can exist in any um, friendship or dynamic or relationship. Yes. I wonder if we can sort of decide whether or not monogamy introduces more toxicity from the outset than polyamory. Yeah, because with monogamy, it's like, it's you and me. That's it. Yeah, and people always say, like, I can't get everything I need from one person. But I'm like, why are you trying to drain other people for what you need? Like, aren't you supposed to find <laughs> everything else other than, like, sex and romance Yeah, within yourself? Isn't that the whole point? Like, from within your hobbies, your career, your interests, your friendships. And your friendships, yeah. So why are you trying to, like, suck someone dry? <laughs> and then when they're like, I can't give you all of that bitch, you're like, well, I hate you. I hate you. we got to be polyamorous and open to relationships. Yes. <laughs> I, see, I feel like there are personality types that work better with polyamory, probably. Mm. People who grew up in big families yeah. <laughs> people who are like used to resource sharing yeah. maybe mormons mormons <laughs> where it's like written into the religion yeah um 
but I feel like polyamory is one of those things I see people jump to after a failed monogamous relationship. Mm, that is a trend for sure. And it's very rare that I've seen it be healthy and successful in the people I'm close with. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that it tends to be a non-dairy presenting trait. Polyamory? Yes. I 100% agree. So do you think that makes monogamy by default dairy presenting? Yes, full fat. <laughs> full fat. <laughs> I'm actually offended by that. <laughs> full fat? That's like the worst type. No, but babe, they've now discovered that skim milk, skim milk is really bad for you and full fat's where it's at. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about raw milk? Oh, no, I wouldn't touch that shit. I don't know what that is. Raw milk. I feel like there's going to be some grass in there or something, right? Yeah. It's it's like straight from the teeth. Have you had that? No. Oh, we had a school camp where they squir- like squirted it into our mouths. Was it good? <laughs> now that I think about it, that's a really compromising image for children. But <laughs> <laughs> no, why? Like having kids open their mouth and then squirting milk from a teat. Babe, that's how babies are like made to do. Yeah, to... That's why I was introduced so young to my carnal personality anyway that's a personal story <laughs> um yeah so i guess we're raw milk is that right no i think raw milk is non-monogamous yeah because you can see someone who'd be like rejecting everything pa- pasteurization reject <laughs> monogamy reject vaccinations probably also reject on the fence on the fence yeah like pro to certain dinner parties but secretly didn't get back yeah bought one of those fake certificates oh god <laughs> I, that gives me a headache no um yeah i don't know i feel like we're we're onto something what are we onto though because i feel like <laughs> i feel like we're like it depends on the person it's you know each to their own but also yeah non-ethical non-monogamy gives non-dairy presenting it's true also can we say ethical monogamy or not is that not something we can Okay, so ethical monogamy is something you don't really hear about. I feel like ethical monogamy is like a backyard wedding (laughs) with like no shoes. You've already got a kid that you've had for a few years and it's like low stakes. Yeah. It's like that's the ethical part. Whereas like all of the pomp and ceremony and the tradition that comes with monogamy. Yeah. Is non-ethical. Unethical. Unethical. (laughs) Yeah. Unethical, non-dairy presenting. Yeah. I can see that. Mm. And I agree. I think any time some really like traditional, traditionally held beliefs around gender roles mm. and norms in a relationship comes into play, that's just monogamy. Yes. But when you incorporate... A prenup. <laughs> yeah, when you incorporate the things that make you feel safe and centered in yourself and a relationship, that's ethical monogamy Mm. we should make ethical monogamy a thing yes because monogamy has a bad name it does it's giving toxic and it's giving the whole like ownership thing we were talking about in the start yeah and i feel like there's something about monogamy that feels very narrowing whereas Mm. i feel like when you're with with the right person you feel like you're more people than just two people yeah because that's how i feel yeah and so really you're making yourself polyamorous because there's all these different versions of yourself that you love that the other person has brought out in you yeah and so really (laughs) that is a polyamorous relationship with the self (laughs) the polyamorous relationship with the self is 
like the title of a dissertation. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking write that. <laughs> in this in this journal I will detail. <laughs> no, but I agree because I've definitely been in situations where I've been like, oh my God, this person is bringing out the worst in me. Mm -hmm. And that was also on me. Absolutely. Full stop. Um, because it takes two to bring out the worst in someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you're bringing out the best in someone, mm. you can find satisfaction in monogamy. Yeah. Full stop. Because it feels abundant rather than narrowing. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And that's ethical monogamy. Ethical monogamy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like it might be easier in a queer context to establish that because yeah. there is an element of um, non-traditional values about mm. queer relationships. And so I, I feel like it's harder for the straights to be able to do that. But the queers can lead the way, as usual. As usual. And yeah, I think the whole discourse is also different with queer versus straight relationships because when I'm on Reddit, I so often see these posts of men who've suggested um, open relationships or polyamory and then they try to back paddle when they saw how much happier their female partner was than them mm. because I feel like there's still an imbalance in the dating market where there's a lot of single guys Um but maybe not as many girls yeah or where they're like oh i suggest an open relationship and now my girlfriend is seeing this guy who treats her really well and now she doesn't want to spend time with me anymore <laughs> and um the whole reason and this is for real when i saw where the guy was like the whole reason was um i suggested the open relationship was so i could fuck my co-worker without cheating oh no no that is unethical as fuck it, yeah yeah that's dairy presenting behavior it is yeah. it's so it that's is. like a fucking dare ice coffee <laughs> i hate you babe dare ice coffee is queer as fuck no, <laughs> no. Uh, okay well i feel like we have really come to a conclusion in this episode i do think i've been talking for a long time about this i'm sorry no i really hijacked the episode no listeners. i invited you for this exact reason <laughs> because who else would i talk about non-monogamy with than my <laughs> literal wife <laughs> thank you for having me once again it's been a blast um thank you so much for joining and with that we are ending this episode as always thank you so much for listening i really appreciate every single one of you those little numbers i see um each week keep me going and um stay tuned for another episode next week until then Stay safe and remember, I love you. Bye. Bye.